0: You're listening to the COVID-19 Update, a podcast from the CSIS Global Health Policy Center focused on the science and policy implications of the outbreak. I'm Andrew Schwartz of the Center for Strategic and International Studies, and I'm joined by my colleague, Steve Morrison, to discuss the latest on COVID-19.
1: Andrew and I are joined today by Julian, a 13-year-old seventh grader from Berkeley, California. Julian, thank you so much for being with us today.
2: Thank you.
0: Thanks for being here, Julian.
1: So just a bit of background. I've known Julian since he was a young boy. He and his parents came to Washington for both the first Obama inauguration and the second. And they stayed with us both times. Spent a lot of time with Julian in the second inauguration while his parents were getting dressed up and going off to one of the inaugural balls. I think it was down at the National Museum of African American History and Culture. So it's great to see you, Julian. We had a chance to visit a little bit in the fall, before all of this, and I thought of you when this uh, pandemic arrived, and when schools were shut down, and I thought, what's it like for a 13-year-old boy, first year of being a teenager? So we're now over two months into this lockdown, into the response to the threat of the coronavirus, pandemic. We haven't had anything like this happen to America or the rest of the world for 100 years. So it's going to be a very big defining moment in history, including your life and your generation. So give us a quick summary. What's it been like these last eight or nine weeks for you?
2: It's been a roller coaster ride. Lots of mixed emotions over the weeks. Um, Trying to get used to online schools. It's very tiring to be on the screen for seven hours a day and after school because you have to do homework. And also, it's sad to not be able to play with friends and not be able to hang out with them as much as you did before the pandemic. It's it's very frustrating.
1: You stay connected with your friends every day by electronics?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We play video games together and we do Zoom calls.
1: But that's not quite the same, is it?
2: No, because I can't see him in person. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this really was quite disruptive with your friends, with your school, with your sports. So how have you coped with it?
2: I've coped with it by trying not to be focused on it as much. Obviously, I'm focusing on school, but not on the pandemic, because I don't want to end up going stir crazy in the house and wondering if... Tomorrow I'll get it somehow. So I try to look at other news that's happening um, in the world by going on different news sources, sorting through other news besides the coronavirus.
1: So you're trying to create a little space in your life for stuff other than the pandemic. And you told me that you try and get your conversations over dinner and changed as well. How do you go about doing that?
2: Well, it first started a couple of weeks ago when my dad never stopped talking about it, and I got tired of it. So I decided to use money to buy a conversation starter for dinner time. <laughs> so then we cannot talk about the coronavirus, and it's working so far
0: so so wait, let me get this straight you You had to pay your parents off to talk about something different.
2: Correct. That's right. Yes. <laughs> it's a struggle.
0: Yeah, well it was ingenious on your part though.
2: Yeah, I thought of it and I was like, okay, this this might work. I was sort of on edge when I bought it, but then after a while it eased into their brains.
0: I, I think it's brilliant and it, it obviously worked.
2: Mhm. Yeah.
0: If there's anything that the COVID-19 has taught us, it's that we need to reimagine and reinvent how we're going to go about things and find solutions. And I think that you clearly (laughs) found a solution at the dinner table. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) What are the other topics that you've migrated to? What are the subjects that when you're looking for news or you're reading something or you're trying to have conversations, what are the topic areas that are you're most fascinated with?
2: Currently, I'm most fascinated with technology advancements that we're making right now. So I try to focus on technology or science, because I'm really into that topic.
1: And what specifically, when you say technology and science, give us a few more details and examples.
2: Well, robots, space, planet rovers Mm -hmm. that NASA is making... Or sort of new vaccines, or mm-hmm. but not coronavirus related, but vaccines for other diseases. So yeah, I try to find something else that interests me.
0: Sounds like we need to get you a tour of NASA the next time you come to DC.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice.
0: <laughs> okay, well, we, we can do that. Did
1: you make it out to the Air and Space Museum when you were here?
2: Yeah, I've gone a couple times to the Air and Space Museum. It was It's really fun. I like seeing all those planes. I used to think that they were f- actually flying when I was younger, but they're not.
1: They're doing a massive expansion of that uh, museum right now, and they're modernizing and upgrading it. So next time you're in town, you have to go there right after your tour of NASA.
0: <laughs> Julian, can I ask you about sports? I know you're an athlete and you like to play sports. I know this has been tough. I have teenage sons as well. And from all the standpoints you just described, it's been hard on them. They all play sports too, and it's been tough on them. Can you tell us a little bit about how that's been for you?
2: Yeah, before they put in the stay-at-home order, I used to go play basketball with my dad and play tennis with my dad. I had soccer practice. I played basketball every recess at school, but now it's the complete opposite. All the basketball courts are closed. All the tennis courts are closed. All the soccer fields are closed. So there's nothing much I can do about it. I know that. But I've found a way to just separate my mind from realizing that I can't go there and do that. But instead, I'll go to a basketball court that the rims are closed, but I'll play soccer on it. I use different fields for different things.
0: That's interesting. Do you find yourself playing more video games that involve sports?
2: Yeah, I do play sports games now more often than I do because whenever I play sports games, I always imagine myself as one of the best players on there. And so I just see myself as all the players combined and I'm way better than them because I'm controlling them all. But it's really fun to play games that involve sports in it because that's what I love doing.
0: Who's your favorite basketball player?
2: Hmm, it's a tough question. <laughs> I think Stephen Curry. I like him the most.
0: I was gonna bet on Steph.
2: Local superstar.
0: He's pretty cool. Do you get over to see the Warriors?
2: I've only gone to see a Warriors game around twice, but whenever I go, it's always really fun to see the entire atmosphere around the stadium and how everyone is so engaged in the sport.
1: Right. Now you've been taking a lot of hikes, right? In these last few
0: weeks.
2: Yes. I don't like, I don't like hikes, but <laughs> I'm sort of forced to. So
0: this is your parents getting revenge for the dinnertime payoff, I guess.
2: Yeah. This is, this is their end of the bargain.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it sounds about right. So what do you miss the most? And what are you looking forward to the most when there's a vaccine and when we can resume life where we're not as worried about catching COVID-19?
2: I'm hoping once there is a vaccine that, well, everyone gets vaccinated as quickly as possible, but also that people that have to take care of someone else don't have to be as worried about it and relax and just resituate to how life was before, no matter how hard that could be.
1: Do you think that this pandemic has made, obviously, it's changed our world and it's made it a little smaller for a while. Do you think that it's been scary and isolating for you, would you say?
2: Isolating a little bit. Because my parents they work a lot longer than I do. So I don't have any siblings, so I don't really get the opportunity to say, Oh hey, come and play with me or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So I usually just call up my friends and see if they're around for a Zoom meeting just to say hi.
1: Yeah.
2: So that's the only way I can hang out with someone else or be occupied.
1: And do you think this pandemic is making people scared, including yourself?
2: Yes, I think it makes a lot of people scared because the word virus sounds really scary to me. It just, when you hear about lots of people dying by the same thing, it usually freaks the person out. So I think there's lots of people scared.
1: Yeah. Are you worried?
2: Um... No, I don't think I'm going to be. I'm I'm not worried.
1: You feel safe and protected.
2: Yeah, my home's very comfortable.
1: And do you think all of this stay-at-home stuff is worth it?
2: I usually think whatever it takes to defeat something or a virus, I think that whatever it takes. So I think staying at home, after a while, people get kind of riled up and kind of don't like staying home, but I think that it's the right thing to do so more people don't get infected.
1: And people are starting to reopen now, right, in your area? You're starting to reopen a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's it's mostly nurseries. I don't usually go to nurseries, but I'm still happy that I can, I'm realizing that, okay, it's starting to ease away or it's starting to go away, and it's going to end soon.
1: How are your mom and dad handling all this? You said you wanted to open up the dinner time conversation, but how do you think they're
2: coping? As far as I've seen them and hanged out with them, they don't seem to be that shook or affected um, by this virus. I I don't know why, but it just doesn't seem like it affects them as much as it affects other people.
1: So they're keeping cool, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. They're confident and they're keeping cool. Do you have any advice for adults like me? You have any advice for me?
2: (laughs) Just trust that your kids won't do anything dumb. (laughs) Just let them be themselves because it must be very hard for them, especially only children. One child, it's pretty hard probably.
1: That's good advice. Thank you. What do you think the next few years is going to look like? I mean, this is where this is a bit of a long fight, but I get the sense that you're very optimistic that we're going to win this fight. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. I think that once this is all over, I think the vaccine will also lead to their curing other infections that could rise at one point in the future whether it's right after the coronavirus or another 50 years after it. um, I think that the vaccination will definitely advance our knowledge in area of diseases and health.
1: Mm -hmm. So you're a scientific optimist about the gains that that are gonna come out of this experience. Mm -hmm. That's great. So I, I was gonna ask you what gives you your greatest hope when you think about this, cause you seem very hopeful and very optimistic and you've answered that in part about science and what you see is the knowledge and the gains that we stand ahead of us. What else gives you hope?
2: I think other people besides scientists, they also give me hope, but neighbors or people that live on the other side of the country on the east side, I feel like if everyone else around me, is happy and is feeling good about whatever is happening i'm happy and i'm hopeful
1: when you say that people give you hope you mean because you see other people being determined and committed and generous to one another or yeah what do you mean maybe you could describe that for me
2: well it's like seeing People give air hugs or leaving groceries that they bought at their neighbor's door. All those little things mean a lot to not only me, but probably those people and to their friends.
1: All those acts of generosity and kindness are really important, aren't they? Yeah. So, what's your closing thought?
2: I think that the coronavirus will end at one point, and that hospitals will find a way, like they always do for most things, for all things.
1: Thank you so much, Julian. I really appreciate you taking the time, sharing your thoughts with us. I think our listeners will be very interested in hearing what you have to say. You're the first teenager we brought on the podcast series, so I think you're going to be a hit. Yay. <laughs> So, thank you so much. And thanks
0: to your mother also, to Sally for helping us with this. Andrew? Julian, I just want to say, you know you're an incredibly thoughtful guy, and it's been a real opportunity for us to talk to you today and get some insights into how you're seeing this. You know, I sure hope that you get to go back to school in the fall with your your classmates and get to you know get out there and play and do all the things that you're used to. And in the meantime, I'm so glad that we have Zoom and, you know, other technology so you can stay connected to your friends and and family who aren't in your house. So, you know, best of luck to you. And also, hopefully we'll have the NBA season come back so we can at least see some basketball. (laughs) Wouldn't that be fun?
2: That would be fun.
0: Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Back to work. Back to school.
2: All right.